scriptures, and he rose the third day according to the scripture. Now, my text may sound a little strange to you this morning, but I pray you'll hear me out until uh, the message is done, because normally when we think about the gospel, we think about things like the gospel according to Matthew. Probably says that in your Schofield Study Bible, if you've got one, it probably says over the heading of that book, the gospel according to Matthew. Or it might say the gospel according to Mark. Or the gospel according to Luke. Or the gospel according to John. Well, I want to preach to you this morning on the gospel according to Jonah. There are several places in the Bible uh, where the, the gospel is given out in a type. And uh, we can read several places in the Bible. There's many of them. I just want to use one this morning. Uh, but when I read about Jonah, I can find the gospel story in there, in the book of Jonah. And uh, I find it in, uh, in three different types there that I find in the scripture that I read this morning. First of all, we see these sailors here that are running the ship in which Jonah has gotten upon. And these sailors make a real good type, a real good comparison to a lost sinner. You say, how so, Brother Rick? Well, the Bible said there in verse 5, then the mariners were afraid, and they cried every man to his God. Now, the first thing I want to say about these sinners this morning, in they were sinners, the Bible tells us they was. And they're not saved, and they don't know the Lord. And anybody that's never been saved this morning, they're a sinner, they're a lost sinner. Anybody that's ever been born into this world's a sinner, but some of us are saved sinners, thank God. But these men make a real good type of a lost sinner. You say, how so? Well, they're very religious. The Bible said in verse 5, they cried unto their God. Uh, did you know most sinners are pretty religious? Uh, I mean, they know a few gospel songs. Uh, they know some cliches. Uh, uh, they know a little bit about the Lord, uh, uh, and they always have some religion. Uh, and you got to get rid of that religion uh, uh, before you can ever get saved. Amen. Uh, uh, you see, a lot of lost sinners are religious. Why? Uh, you take uh, Nancy Pelosi. You take her. I don't want her. But the very idea, the very idea of her getting on national television. Uh, after her husband was beating the head with a hammer, the very idea of her getting on national television and, and quoting Isaiah 41.10. You say, what's it say? It says, well, her, her version didn't read like mine, but it's the same guess. But it says, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yeah, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Uh, you see, there's a very religious sinner, lost as a goose in high weeds, and I, I'm, not, I'm not judging her, I'm just going by what I see, what, what she says, amen. Uh, uh, the very idea of saying the Lord, uh, fear not, the Lord is with thee, uh, 
uh, when you're all for uh, uh, murdering uh, many uh, millions of babies by abortion and pushing every way you can to get it done, uh, uh, the very idea, amen. Uh, uh, but you see, sinners are always religious like that. Uh, uh, you know, they'll say things like, like, well, I wouldn't work on Sunday or I wouldn't kill a dove. And, you know, they'll say real thing, real religious type stuff like that. Uh, uh, but what, what does it matter uh, if you work on Sunday and kill a dove if you're lost and going to hell? Amen. Uh, uh, you see, uh, a lot of sinners have, uh, have this uh, religious talk, so to speak. Uh, and they were like that. They, they cried unto their gods. Number two, they were reluctant. Look what the Bible said. The Bible said in verse 13, Nevertheless, the man rolled hard to bring it to land. You say, what were they reluctant to do? They were reluctant to do what the preacher told them to do. Jonah's preacher. Jonah said, throw me overboard. Throw me overboard and everything will be alright. Uh, uh, but you know what sinners are reluctant to do? They're reluctant to do what the preacher says do. Uh, uh, the preacher says you need to get saved. The preacher says come down to the altar and confess your sin of unbelief. I, I call upon the Lord. Receive Him into your heart. I, I confess by faith that God has saved you. But people are reluctant to do what the preacher says do. Amen. And Wasn't that Naaman's problem? The Elijah said, he said, go down to Jordan and dip seven times and your flesh will be like the flesh of a little child. But in verse 11, the very first thing Naaman said, the Bible said Naaman was wrought. He said, I thought surely he would come out and clap his hands and make a big deal. In other words, I thought surely he would do it different than that. Well, you see a lot of people are lost and going to hell today because they think that it ought to be a certain way. They expect a certain thing. Uh, uh, they look for a certain thing. Uh, uh, listen, uh, it's up to God what you see or feel. Uh, uh, listen, this thing's by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Uh, how could you feel something when you ain't got nothing yet? You see, you got to believe upon the Lord and receive Him into your heart and get saved. Uh, and then you'll feel something maybe, but you ain't going to feel nothing if you ain't got nothing. People get the thing backwards. They, they want to feel something before they believe something. Believing comes before feeling, neighbor. I was at uh, Hillsboro, Ohio, Brother Kogel's church week before last. And I believe I've been up there five times. And every time I've been up there, he always wants to ride me down around this lake there. I think it's because ain't nothing else there but that. And we'll ride down around that lake and ride around the lake. And the first time we did that, we started back. And there was a, a huge old round top barn. And I noticed on the side of it, it said, Happy Birthday, Charlie. And I said, What's that? And he said, I don't know. He said, let's stop and see. And so we went in there, and this, this old man uh, at that time was uh, in his about 80, and he had a, uh, I guess you'd call it a, a whatnot, some type of a general store in there. 
And evidently one time he had ran a store somewhere and then when this barn come up for sale, he bought this barn and moved all the stuff in there and he's got everything in there that you could ever think of. It's in there. And he has old fishing stuff. Usually I'll buy one or two and it's old. Packages are yellowed and he'll have some fishing hooks or fishing jigs or Something like that's usually what I'm interested in. But this year, we stopped by, and uh, Brother Steve and Brother Ralph that run the Bible Mobile, and myself, and we went in there, and we walked around for a while and looked for a while. I bought a three, a three or four more fishing lures, uh, and I, I went up there to pay for them. And old Charlie, I mean, he's the kind of fella that you just hate to see to go to hell. I mean, you hate to see anybody go to hell, but old Charlie's so nice, and he's uh, 87 years old. They'd marked it out on the side of the barn. Now he's 87, uh, and he just sits there behind his little desk. Uh, uh, you can tell he lives in the past, uh, and he just tells one story after another story of uh, things that had happened uh, in his life or in the store like that. Uh, and so I'm standing there waiting to pay uh, for them fishing lures, uh, and old Charlie's are telling me something, and I'm, I'm polite, I'm waiting till he gets done, uh, and as soon as he gets done, I said, Charlie, are you saved? Uh, uh, he just kept on talking. Uh, uh, he, he just immediately started up talking again. I thought, well, he didn't hear me. And uh, so, once again, when he came to a pause, I said, Charlie, are you saved? Uh, and, uh, and he did acknowledge the fact that he heard me that time, uh, uh, but he never did say yay or nay. And he started talking again. You say, what are you saying? Well, that's the way sinners are. They're reluctant to let you say anything. They're reluctant to hear what you got to say. Uh, uh, and they'll do everything in the world to get you off course. Uh, uh, we have some door knockers in here. Brother Briley, he goes door knocking with us. Uh, and uh, one thing you learn real quick about a lost sinner is they'll get there, they'll get you off course quick as they can. Amen. Uh, uh, yes, sir. And, uh, and so he started talking about something else. And here's what he said. He said, well, he said back years ago, he said uh, bacon was 69 cents a pound. Wouldn't you like to be back there? Bacon was 69 cents a pound. He said, I got a real good deal on, a, on several hundred pounds of bacon. Uh, he said, I brought it to my store. He said, I marked it down to 29 cents. Uh, and he said, nobody would buy that bacon. Uh, uh, he said, it was too cheap. Uh, uh, must be something wrong with it. Uh, I said, Charlie, I said, that's the same way with salvation. Uh, I said, people won't take it. They won't buy it. Uh, uh, because they say, there's got to be more to it than just confessing and believing on Christ. It sounds too simple. It sounds too cheap. Uh, uh, neighbor, it was, it is cheap for you and me. Uh, uh, but it wasn't cheap for God. It cost him his only begotten son. Uh, he suffered greatly to pay for the salvation of every sinner. Amen. Uh, they were reluctant to do what the preacher said do. Preacher said, throw me overboard. They wouldn't do it. You know what the Bible said? It said they rolled even harder. You know what that's a picture of? A sinner trying to save himself. Tries harder. Oh, I, I guess 
30, 40 times down through these 42 years, if not more. So you say, well, preacher, I'm trying to do better. I'm working on it. I'm not cussing bad as I did. I've cut down to a half a pack a day. I'm not drinking much as I did. I'm working on it. I told one last year, told me that. I said, how old are you? And he said, a 60-some year old. I, I said, you've been working on it a long time and you ain't got it done. I, I said, you'll let Jesus do that for you. Amen. I, I'm telling you, it's a good day in the life of any sinner when they realize uh, uh, they can't save themselves, they can't work enough, give enough, pray enough, sing enough, uh, uh, go to church enough. Uh, uh, no, sir, the only thing you can do uh, is call upon the Lord and say, Lord, I can't do it. Uh, uh, but they're reluctant to do that. But in this case here, not the case in every sinner, but they were repentant. Look at verse 14. Wherefore they cried unto the Lord. This is the right God. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. They cried unto the Lord and said, We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish. Isn't that what sinners want to do? Not perish. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him would not perish. Lay not upon us this innocent blood for Thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleased Thee. So they took up Jonah and they cast him forth into the sea. You say, what's that? That's repentance. You see, He had tried to get them to cast Him in before, but they wouldn't do it. But they had a change of heart. They had a change of mind. Uh, uh, do you know what repentance is? Uh, uh, we could preach a month on it and go into all this detail, all this stuff. Uh, but the Bible says that repentance is no more uh, than a change of mind. Uh, amen. You didn't, you didn't believe. You wouldn't go get saved. But this morning you do. You repented. You've changed your mind. Uh, and so we have a picture here. These sailors compared to sinners. Look at verse 12. Jonah said, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea. The man Jonah can be compared to the Savior. Now let me say real quick. I know that no Old Testament type is a perfect New Testament truth. And I know that there is certainly many ways that Jonah was not like the Lord. For one, he ran from the will of God. He ran from the will of God. Our Lord said He came to do His will. He wouldn't do nothing but the will of God. Not only that, but I know this, Jonah couldn't steal the storm. Even when he woke up, he couldn't steal the storm. By the way, did you know the similarity there? Jonah's asleep in the storm and they come and wake him up just like in Mark 4. I, I, but you see, Jonah cannot steal the storm. I, they woke our Lord up in the middle of a violent storm said, Carest thou not that we perish? He walked out on the, on the stern of that ship and said, Peace be still. And the Bible said the wind was calm. There came a great calm. Amen. I'll tell you something else about Jonah. He's the most unusual preacher you've ever seen. God saved the whole town. And he sold and got mad because God saved him. 
That ain't like the Lord. The Lord rejoices when somebody gets saved. The Bible said there's rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God every time somebody gets saved. But there is some ways he is like the Lord. Talking about the gospel. According to Jonah, you say how? Both were willing to give their life for somebody else. Jonah said, throw me overboard. Take my life. That way you, you fellows will be saved. Throw me overboard. Well, you know what the Lord was willing to do? He was wounded for our transgressions. Bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And by His stripes we are healed. Amen. The Bible said when we were without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Scarcely for a righteous man some would die. Perdiventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commended His love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so Jonah was willing to give his life that these men might live. And Jesus Christ gave His life so that you and I might live. Praise God. Did you know both of them was in their tomb for three days? Matthew 12, they want Jesus to give them a sign. And the sinners are always wanting a sign. That's what that let me feel something. Give me a sign. I wouldn't base it on that, son. It could be gas. You better base that on the Word of God. Amen. Amen. I wouldn't base it on how I feel this morning. You might get bad news before the week's out and you're not feeling as good. You'd think it wouldn't be real. I'll tell you what I'd base it on. If I was you, I'd base it on the Word of God. That ain't going to change. No, sir. If you keep this old King James Bible and hold on to it, and if you live to be a hundred years old, it's going to say the same thing then it says this morning. It ain't going to change. It's settled in heaven, the Bible said. But Jesus said in Matthew 12, uh, it was they come to Him, and they said, Give us a sign. And He said, You evil and adulterous generation, you seek after a sign, there shall be no sign given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days, and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Uh, both of them, if you will, both of them were in their tomb for three days. Amen. Uh, uh, thank God I'm glad that Jesus was only in the grave three days. I'm glad He rose on that third day for our justification. And I'm glad that because He lives, uh, uh, we can face tomorrow. Amen. I'm glad we're not serving a dead Jew. I'm glad we're not serving a dead Savior. I'm glad we're not serving some kind of a stone God. Uh, I'm glad our God lives and moves and in Him we have our being. Uh, I'm glad He walks with us and talks with us along life's narrow way. Uh, I know He's real, neighbor. I talked to Him this morning. What about you? Amen. He's real. Both were willing to give their life. Both were in their tomb three days. Both were not left in their hell. The Bible said, Jonah said in verse 2 of chapter 2, I cried by reason of my affliction unto the Lord, and He heard me. 
and out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. I think about what Peter said over there in the book of Acts in chapter 2, talking about our Lord. And he says over there, he said, He seeing this before spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell. And uh, so we see the Lord. Uh, uh, the Lord was not left in His hell. And Jonah was not left in His hell. And I see a type of the Lord there in all of that. Amen. I see how Jonah can be compared uh, to the Savior. But let me give you this in this morning. I see how the whale can be compared to salvation. Say, how so, Brother Rick? The Bible said in verse 17, The Lord hath prepared a great fish. We know the Bible tells us in the New Testament was a whale. Now the whale has three things said of it that remind me of my salvation this morning. Them sailors remind me of the sinners. Jonah reminds me of the Savior. But this whale reminds me some things about salvation. You say, what are they, Brother Rick? Well, first of all... uh, uh, that whale was sent. You know who he was sent for? A sinner. Did you know the Lord was sent? You know who he was sent for? He didn't come to call the righteous to repentance, uh, uh, but he come to call us sinners. Amen. He can't do nothing for you if you don't think you need anything. But if you recognize you're a no good sinner on the way to hell, he'll save you this morning. If you'll call upon him. You see, not only was he sent to a sinner, but this whale was prepared by the Lord. Verse 17, the Lord hath prepared it. You know who who got our salvation? Who prepared it? Who thought it up? Who set it down? Who brought it all together? You know who did that? The Lord. Well, Jonah even says in this second chapter, he said, salvation's of the Lord. It's not of the Pope. It's not of the Baptist. It's not of the Catholic. It's not of the Pentecostal. Salvation is of the Lord. Amen. 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 You sit down there. That's what Jonah said. David said in Psalm 51, 12, David said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Belong to the Lord. Tell you something else about Jonah and this whale and why I see salvation in it. Jonah was sealed up in that whale. He couldn't get out. Verse 17, he said, the, the whale swallowed up Jonah. I always wonder why it didn't say swallowed down Jonah. I want to ask the Lord that when I get there someday. Said he swallowed up Jonah. Jonah got in there and he couldn't get out. Amen. Doesn't the Bible say something about you and I are sealed by the Holy Ghost of God to the day of redemption? Amen. Somebody asked me, said, how'd the meeting go this week? I said, well, great meeting. I got a lot of friends up there, a lot of my preacher friends. Uh, every one of them came, and that's a bunch of them that came at least one night, some of them every night, and uh, everyone I knew except two came. We had great services. The people got help, and uh, there was one old fellow there, and he stood up somewhere about uh, Friday night, 
And he said, I want to thank God for saving me. And I thought, praise God. And he said, I got saved once before, but I lost it. But I'm glad I got saved again. I, I thought somebody needs to uh, help that old fella realize uh, uh, that salvation's not something you can lose. Amen. Uh, you couldn't get it. God had to give it to you. And, and listen, you couldn't get rid of it because God would have to take it. And he said he wasn't going to. Amen. Uh, I'm glad, listen, wonderful, wonderful day when I learned that salvation's of the Lord. Jesus paid it all. If you ever get saved, you're saved forever. Just make sure you make your call an election sure. Make sure you know you know. And if you know you know, you may have to worry about a lot of things. Don't worry about that no more. Matter of fact, that's the third point of how this whale is like salvation. It was prepared by the Lord, sent by the Lord. It sealed Jonah up inside of it. It was the means to see Jonah to the other shore. Amen. The Bible said, The Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah on the dry ground. I hope our landing's a little better than that. But, but the Bible said it was that whale that got Jonah to the other shore. You know how you and I are going to get to the other shore? Our salvation. Amen. That's what will take us to the other shore. Do you remember Mark 4 and 35? Again, it cross references here. And in Mark 4 and verse 35, uh, the Lord told His disciples, said, Get in uh, and let us go over to the other side. Uh, uh, listen, if you've got in Christ, uh, you're going to the other side. Amen. Uh, uh, you may go through storms. You may get scared. Uh, uh, you may think about jumping ship, uh, uh, but if you've got in Christ, uh, He's in the boat, you're in the boat with Him, uh, uh, regardless of what happens, what comes, uh, uh, you're going to the other shore someday. Uh, thank God. The Gospel is such an important part of the Bible. It's so important that God has hit it all throughout the Word of God in different types and illustrations. And we get over to the New Testament like all the types. The Lord just takes the veil away. And we can see clearly the Gospel that God sent His Son to die for sinners like you and me. Amen. The Holy Spirit lets us know that we're lost. But then He lets us know what we need to do to be saved. Call upon the Lord. Do you know what they did really? What they did was this. They'd come to a place where they said, Lord, you're right. And everybody else is wrong. That's the place you've got to come to this morning. You, gotta, you say, well, my, my friend said I wasn't that bad. And God says you're real bad. He says you're sick from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. You say, well, my neighbor said God wouldn't send nobody to hell. Your Bible says He will if you don't get saved. If you don't get saved. You say, well, a preacher told me to just get baptized and try to live a good life. The Bible says that won't do it. 
Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy. To His mercy. God, Jonah, the preacher, said, throw me overboard. They wouldn't do it. But they come to a place where they did what the preacher said. I hope that's the place you've come to this morning. If you're here and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I hope this morning that you respond to this message in a positive way. And come to the Lord saying, In my hand no gift I bring, simply to the cross I cling. Let's stand this morning as piano player comes and Brother Lance comes to lead the singing this morning. Before we start singing and before she starts even playing, let's bow our heads this morning for a word of prayer. And uh, I hope and pray everybody in here is saved. If you are, you're saved because you believed one day the gospel. You believed what God said. If you're not saved this morning, you're not saved because you haven't yet believed the gospel. We won't even go into all the different things that you may or may not be doing. The thing that matters most is that you have not believed the gospel. You see, that's that sin of unbelief. He said the Holy Spirit would convict us of when He came to this earth and He's here. And He lets you know that you have never believed upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And you need to come forward this morning when they begin to play. And you need to say, Lord, I confess my sin of unbelief. Lord, I've never believed on You to save me from my sin and to forgive me and to make heaven my home when this life's over. And in your own words, you come and tell the Lord that this morning. I'll tell you one thing. You do your part, God for sure will do His. Father, we thank You this morning for each one that's come today. Thank You for the Word of God. Thank You, Lord, for the types.